You've got courage to lead. Courage to lead. Be brave and be bold. Welcome to the Courage to Leap and Lead podcast, where each of our guests share the stories of courage that helped them become powerful leaders. Before we start today's show, please remember to visit courage-consulting.com, where you can find all the episodes and other excellent resources, all at courage-consulting.com. Now, here's your host, leadership courage coach, C.B. Bowman. You know, we had such a great conversation with Mark last week that I, I couldn't, you know, there's, there's no way I could end it. And so, in fact, I didn't even say thank you to him. So today we're going to continue and we want to find out about this algorithm that he created to marry his wife. So if you missed part one, please go back and listen to it. So audience, let's continue our conversation with Mark. Mark continue about, you know, the lessons that you learned in building a business from your mom and your uncle who smoked a cigar and who took you to school and read the sports pages to you. All right. I love the concept of, so what we're talking about is the way that his uncle built this business was just being at a shop, a barber shop? Was oh, it? Coffee, coffee shop, yeah. Coffee yeah. shop. And just listening and being present for everybody. And so when they needed him to do a banquet, he had all the data. It's just, it's brilliant marketing that we used to do that we don't do anymore. We don't listen. We don't place ourselves in the center of where our clients are. What's going on with that? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you're absolutely right on that, um, which is, I think, so this is specific to my my industry, which is almost like it, it's all about scripts and PowerPoints and charts and, and graphs and things like that. And it just- Wait, we should tell the audience what your industry is. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it's private wealth, uh, multifamily office. And mm-hmm. um, I've, the, the, the professionals in, in our industry, um, you know, specific on the investment side, um, they're, they're so conditioned about getting assets under management through the door and to the point that they're going to utilize scripts. They're going to utilize, you know, these, these fancy charts. Um, they're going to have, they're, they're going to talk about their portfolio or their investment management right off the bat. As soon as, as soon as they can. In fact, sometimes they don't ask questions of the client. They just start talking about their investment performance. But it's interesting because when you get to the heart of a client's needs and what keeps them up at night, I've never come to, a client has never walked in and just said, you know, what's all the money stuff of all the things in my life, you know, what's keeping me up at night is the fact that I can't beat the S&P on a risk return basis by 42 basis points. It's, It's never that. It's all about something else. It's about trying to grow my company, trying to sell my company, trying to pay less taxes, trying to pay less on my debts. Um, there, there could be a medical thing, which comes out sometimes in that first conversation, which it has. And it's like, and that's why I have private, the best private medical people as part of my external partners. I've got 
close to a hundred external partners that I've that I've that I've heavily vetted since day one of this because of mm-hmm. what Uncle Park did, because of the fact that if I ask the client what's top of mind to them, I'm gonna I have to find a professional that can deliver that result. So every time I step in a room with a client from day one, I'm asking these questions about about themselves, about their goals. And their, their goals are sometimes not even financial. Their goals mm-hmm. are something else. So every time a client says, I need to get this result, I, sometimes I see that gap. And it's like, okay, now I got to find somebody. Or now I yes. got to find a coach. You know, lately it's been more about, you need the financial professionals around you to sell your company but you also need a coach to handle that that process of selling your company so yes you know that was that was carried on very early in 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 my career and now it's like uh, i'm the go-to person for multifamily office needs when when i say multifamily office and a family office in in my world and what I do is expert coordinator of experts. And sometimes that's- What does that mean? What does that mean? What, what that means is like, people will come to me. And so just to back up a little, I have a book coming out on family office. And so when people think of family office, the old family office definition is that it's the Jeff Bezos is a world. So when you amass like a billion dollars, you go out and hire people just to work for you. So you're like building a company of your estate, of your wealth, and you mm-hmm. go and get the CPA, the attorney, the insurance guy, everybody's yes. just specifically for you. Now, what I do is, I mean, I, I've talked to billionaires before, but um, that's not something, that's not the space I really play in. I play playing with people far less money than that, that can afford great professionals but it's not worth their their money to in, to to hire somebody specifically for for their their own estate. Now I see a problem with doing it where you're hiring people into you know into your own estate and having your own family office, having your own company of your wealth is the fact that it's kind of like how I'm a big uh, Golden State Warrior fan, but I'm also a big basketball fan. In that in the NBA. There's certain teams that will go like the Lakers did this two or three years ago and it didn't work out where they went and and got all these superstars that got drafted 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. Now, that's kind of like your single family office. You're getting some really big names here, but they're typically towards the end of their career and they're also paid to not mess up. So what they're going to do is just going to stay in their lane right here. I've talked to a lot Mm -hmm. of these professionals and I ask them in your capacity, what are you playing at one to 10? your expertise, where, where, where are you at? I'm at about four, a three, a five. Otherwise, I want them at a 10. I want them looking over every stone possible, right? If you're a CPA, if you're a tax attorney, look at and what is starting to work and also make sure that your client is not going to make a dumb decision on a tax strategy that can, you know, be, be detrimental to them down the road. Um, so anyways, that's, that's what, you know, my world is comprised of all of these external professionals now client comes to me and doesn't say it's not it's not like a uh, going to a doctor and say hey i want that drug and that drug and that drug it's i want this result and it's me going out and say okay this is the team that you need now sometimes cb is just one 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 introduction is all they need 
which is fine. So that's more like a situational family office. But typically what I'm doing is the typical uh, uh, client is somebody with enterprise value of 10 to 200 million, a founder-led business, and they want me to hold their hand through you know, their, their life's most uh, uh, challenging trans tr transitions, whatever that means, getting money, selling the company, you know, not paying taxes, creating a charity, things like that. And then I bring in these external partners to do the job. That's amazing. So you really are a high level connector. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I love every, it. Every possible angle too, in terms of the investment side, you know, I've seen problems with some of these big, big giant investment firms because they only have their lanes that they stay in. They don't have access to every, to, to all the funds out there. So, and, and it's, if you look at one, um, I won't name any names, but if you look at one investment firm statement, and then you take a, a, a client opposite, you know, uh, the, the opposite coast, uh, same amount of money, they're almost, most likely they're, they're pretty similar in the programs that they're in. So I want to play with the most open playing field as possible. You know, my, 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 um, the, the feeling I want clients to get is that when you're at a party and people start talking about, oh, I did this tax strategy, or I sold my company this way, or I'm in, you know, these investment funds, or I'm invested in this, you want to have, I want I want them to have the confidence that they're saying, Mark and his entire team have turned over every rock. So if that was something I should do, they would have told me I should do that. Or. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I remember when I was at, I probably shouldn't name the company, but a Fortune 500 company. And um, we were acquired by another Fortune 500 client. It was the giants eating the giant. And the first thing that was done when we were acquired was that all the attorneys in our company were terminated. And I remember talking to somebody who was head of marketing and I said, are they crazy? Because it was a consumer products company, right? And they said, no, their, their thinking was, we don't want attorneys who are gonna sit in their office and practice the law working for us. We want attorneys that are out there in the field and know what's going on working for us. And yep. I never forget that. That was such an important concept. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it supports what you're saying. Hey, now that we've talked about the technical stuff, talk about what your book is. And I want to know about that algorithm. Oh, you want to know about that? Oh, I can't wait to share, share with you. <laughs> but I want to know about your book first. Okay. So my, my book is uh, coming out in hopefully a month or so, but you know, the publishing world, it's always, um, right. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. So my book is called superior results, uh, maximizing the value of your family office, just like the super rich. So in that book, I took a, a little bit of a different stance. A lot of books that private wealth professionals, write will funnel back into them. It's just like, well, now you have to talk to me. Well, this book is actually written for the client and it teaches them how to build their own multifamily office, how to build their own team if they wanted to. And it goes through 
some of the most important parts in the book, the, the part, the part on elite professionals, which is a big passion of mine because um, I did a talk in Oxford on the private wealth reset. And it really has to do with how to know that you're working with elite professionals. And that's the way you start your multifamily office. You start with one elite professional. Now elite means to me that yes, you have to have the expertise in your industry. Definitely. You have to know all the things that, that, that are function. You have to be say top five to 10% in your industry. Now, how do you determine though, that those, that, that is an elite professional? Well, mm -hmm. for one thing, they know a bit about everything in the private wealth space. So they're not going to ask you questions just concerning about their own product. It's a dead giveaway when somebody just says, oh, tell me about if they're an attorney and say, tell me about your estate plan. And all they're doing is focusing on that because that's the, that's the product. But when you, you have a professional, and I've noticed this with every single external professional that I work with, when they are... Um, when, 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 when they know how to solve problems outside their expertise and know who to turn to, then that's somebody that we want to lean on. And then the other thing, which is not in the book, which, I, which I, um, I thought of a little bit too late, was the fact that I started to, to evaluate all my professionals and all the people I work with. So I have this little tool that I use where I will... I will um, write down every 15 minute increment on how my energy is. Now, what, it, what that's telling me usually is that what was I doing before then? Or what was I doing during then? More importantly, who was I with? So I've, I've uncovered some things where, you know, it's like pluses and pluses and pluses. Plus two is the best, minus two is the worst. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's a minus two. And then you see the trend happening again, an unexplained minus one or minus two. I actually fired a client because of that, because it's like, oh, I saw the trend. Actually, Amy saw it too. Amy saw it because, ah. you know, she says, I noticed that when you come home and you're with our daughter, you have a smile on your face, but something's on your mind. And I said, bingo. Well, now I know why that minus two is happening. And every single client that I work with now, every single ex external professional partner that I work with, every member of my team is, is, you know, we talk about the Japanese values and there's three of them. I mentioned Shoki before, which is true self. It's, a, it's <laughs> consciousness, the Japanese word for consciousness, showing up as your true self, even when you have your true self, true mind, true heart, true soul. The second one, you know, which I mentioned is Ikigai. A lot of people know about Ikigai, which is a high level purpose, something you love, something you're great at, something that makes the world a better place, something that uh, provides you some sort of capital. And the last one is so important to me, which is Ichigo Ichie. Ichigo Ichie is the Japanese word for it's the appreciation of the uniqueness of the moment. So what that means is that CB, you and I are, are talking like this. I know that sometime in the near future, we're going to have another conversation like this. But nothing, this is unique right here. So for that matter, there's like, I don't know how many monitors in this room right now, but they're all off. The only one is focused on you. When I'm with my daughter, Stella, I put my phone away. Not only put my phone away, but I'm just focused on her. 
so much to the point that I would just focus on her and I'm just sending her love. And there's so much energy going around in the room. It's just me and her. There's so many times where she turn around and just give me a hug out of the blue. And so when I'm in Ichigo Ichie with her, it just makes everything go round and round. So, oh, by the way, you you are so high on all three of those values, my friend. And also, <laughs> I can imagine because of this conversation we're having right now, I can guarantee plus twos all throughout the rest of the day. And that to me is, is where I want to live. If I can have plus twos throughout the day, that everything, everything is working. Fulfillment is working. It doesn't matter how much money is coming in because it's going to come in anyways. But if I can do it the plus two way, oh my goodness, every everybody wins on that. Now you have to spell these for me because I, I don't uh, know how to spell them. First okay. is Ichigad. Ichigai. Uh, Ikigai. Yeah. Um, I-K-I-G-A. I-K-I. G-A-I. G-A-I. Okay. And the next one is um, Shoki. S-H-O-K-I. Okay. And the next one is Ichigo Ichi. So it's I-C-H-I. Mm-hmm. And then go, G-O, mm-hmm. and then I-C-H-I-E. Okay. Ichigai, Shokai, Ichigo Ichi. Yeah, Ichigo Ichie, yeah. Ichie. Okay. I, I love it. I-C-H-I. Okay. Got it. I love learning. I love learning. You know, um, it's a lot of this is tied to a book that I read a long time ago, and I've mentioned in other interviews, and it's called Synchronicity. Have you read that? I have not, actually. So it's written by Jaworski, who is the son of the Jaworski for the Watergate trials. Um, And basically what he says is that when you find your path, everything folds in to support that path, to keep you going. Yes, yes, yes. And this this reminds me of that symbolism. Yes, absolutely. That you can just, you know, it's one of those concepts that you can see running in your mind. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I am going to be looking those up and uh, writing about that. Those in my newsletter. Yeah, my next newsletter. I'm going to write about Ichigo Ichie, Shokai, and Ichigai. Yes. How did I do? Good. Oh, Shoki. Yeah, Shoki. So the I is pronounced as an E. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, so I want to know about this algorithm uh, <laughs> that you developed. Uh, was it for the proposal or for marriage or? Oh no! So I have I have algorithms just because. Well, I, that's how my brain works, and it's it's for my business really. That's where it started um, in terms of decision making. Um, 
terms of decision-making to take on a client. Sometimes decision-making means, should I help, you know, this company do a fundraise? Um, so what happened though, was I got to thinking, I said, why don't I do one for, for dating? Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm dating and like, this is, this is the big one, which was, uh, the, the algorithm figured out if I should, should go on a second date. Okay. <laughs> so, because what, what happens, like the, 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 the human mind will see this pretty face, you know, and it, it happened one time where I was like, Oh, this is, she's very pretty. Right. So she's very pretty. Um, uh, and kind of like ignoring some of the red flags and then you go on the second date and you're like why did i why did i do this like <laughs> so, yes exactly so i i developed this this algorithm where um it was like there's some knockout factors and but i also have a very high mathematical brain and so um i was using this for a while and then um this one woman um, great woman um, had it's like the SAT scores you go up to 2400 and so it's it, I think it was like a 1210 right so a 1210 and like again I have this brain which kind of works where I the, the numbers start coming out in my head so it's just like okay and I can usually get within you know 30 or 40 within within a within an estimate so um, Amy comes in and or I started talking to Amy and then when she walks through the door, that's when my mathematical brain starts to go. It's like, okay, boom, 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 boom. And then, you know, I, I, I wanted to be completely present. But when the wait waitress came by, I started doing these calculations in my head. And so the bar is 1210 to get to the second date, right? You always want to beat that, 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 the highest score previous to that. And so I'm like, whoa, she's got over, she's like 2,100. And the 300 was, was the stuff I didn't know about. And just to give you some examples is, you know, chari chari charitable client, you know, kind-hearted, fit mind and body, um, uh, you know, has, has, you know, has, has an interest in, you know, in, in some sort of athletics, um, uh, is, is doing very well in a certain area. Uh, true self, you know, all the Japanese values. And, and all of a sudden I said, oh my goodness. So, but, but again, that was good. And it was bad because I said, okay, she beat the last high score by more, eight, more than 800 points. So the first thing that came out of my head is like, you're 40 minutes in, don't blow this one. Just. <laughs> She didn't know all this when you first met no, her, did she? No, not at all. Because okay. no. <laughs> I'm wondering, no. how did you get a second date with this? <laughs> no, no. And, and I don't think I told her until until we were, like, long after we were exclusive. Um, <laughs> I mean, she was tickled. And the funny thing is, CB, is that she didn't have an algorithm, but she, like, she had the same kind of thought process. So Amy hired all women do. Yeah, all they had women. they had a, she she hired a dating coach because and I got my algorithm, she has the, the coach, and the coach is like, okay, we gotta 
we got to make it so that you don't go on these second days and that you're looking for, you know, people that are that that are going to score high on her own algorithm. And so she was looking for certain things. You know, there's some knockoff factors that she was she well, was wait I a second. Why did why did she have a dating coach? Because she had gone through dating and relationships that she was just getting frustrated by the results. So, um, and, and I, and I gotta tell you, I, I was just like, and I'd gone on a lot of dates before then. And it was like, I almost felt like she, she was, she, she could have been a dating coach. That's how good, good she was, you know, but it was so natural too. It was so natural, but it's just like, wow, like the eye contact, you know, just the asking the questions and, and like, and, and also not, not diving in, you know, which was key, which was like, like, oh yeah, let's get the second date. And let's, you know, I think, I think we're going to be like uh, such a great match. She was always like, this is fun. This is good. I, I do like you, but, you know, just kind of keeping that distance made me want to, you know, made me want to yes. go some more. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did the poor person's version of a dating coach. I read Steve Harvey's book. Oh, yes. Act like a woman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I started evaluating my husband from the ver- from Whoa. the time that I drove up, even before that, because I was an hour late for our first date. <laughs> I thought, okay, let's see how this rides. <laughs> and it wasn't on purpose. It was because I was new to Colorado and I just got totally lost. So I took the wrong exit and wound up, you know, going around and around and around. And I thought, oh God, and I don't have this guy's number. And then when I calmed down, I remembered I had his number and I called him and I told him what happened. He said, no problem. This is how you come and I'll wait for you. And when I got there, he was standing outside the restaurant waiting for me. Oh, and I thought, he nice. just scored a yeah. big point. Yes. Yeah. Everything about that, the understanding and just, you know, rescuing. You yes. Know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And ours was like yours. Four hours later, he was still talking. Um, <laughs> said, this is good for an introvert. You've got a guy who does all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I met on our third date. I said, okay, you have a year to propose to me. <laughs> <laughs> So, listen, I have loved this conversation. Absolutely, Dora. I'm so glad, Patricia, for introducing us to each other. Oh, same here, CV. I I know that we will have many conversations. Oh, absolutely, CV. Absolutely. (laughs) So, thank you so much, audience. This has been an amazing discussion. And um, if, if you need to talk to somebody about where you're going, health-wise, wealth-wise, whichever way, you know, reach out to Mark. He's a good guy. And so, but you know, we can't endorse anybody here. So I'm not endorsing. I'm just saying, you saw the evidence. This is a good guy. Um, I will talk to you soon. I Not soon. I'll see you next week. And I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, courage is king.
Thank you, Mark. Thank you, CB.